Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Blog Talk Radio. This is Entertainment Life on the Sasha Marina Show, a show about the entertainment and music industry, where you get to hear from the top and up-and-coming stars, from amateurs to professionals. They're all just working hard for success. This show is to give those the opportunity to speak about their talents and what they're doing to succeed in their dreams. And now, here's your host, Sasha Marina. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Sasha Marina, and you're tuned into the Sasha Marina Show. So um, today I have a very awesome guest. He's an actor, uh, which is somewhat known to portray the darker side of life, obviously, role-wise. Um, even though that he has he has somewhat of a dark past, you know. I mean, it's it's it, I guess it's nothing uncommon. It's just uh, very different for for someone to really turn their life around um, in the way that Dave has. So without further ado, I'm gonna have. Dave, live on the air. Hello, Dave. Uh, good afternoon to you. Uh, good afternoon to you, too, Sasha. Thanks for having me. Uh, uh, thank you for your time. So, um, you know, Dave, uh, the first time I came across your Twitter, you have something, uh, you, you know, you have a little memo that's, that's very quite uh, funny. You go, you say, I went from ex-con to movie icon. Um, yes. and, the, and at first I was like, this guy can't be serious, you know, <laughs> like, who does, like, you know, who writes that? But, um, you yeah. know, obviously after doing my research and uh, an extensive article that that um, that you had on Yahoo, you know, about about your past and how that's helped yeah. you with, um, you know, actually portraying the roles as an actor, um, how would you like to start? You've, you've, have, you've had quite a past, you know, from photojournalist, you, you, you were in the Army. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, I mean, and- Totally you know, you you had yourself. yeah you yeah exactly you had quite a road in your life and um, did you know I guess question would be did you ever see yourself where you are now? No, not at all, not at all. Uh, ever since I was uh, let's let's begin the story. Or hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a bad cough right now. But um, ever since I was born, my father was a fighter pilot. Uh, he got drafted in Vietnam. He did three tours in Nam and. So I grew up with that whole military lifestyle. Uh, my grandfather was in World War II. My great grandfather was in World War One. You know, so it's just, it's just that's my, you know, my family life. Uh, so ever since I was four, all I ever wanted to be was GI Joe. And then when I turned 18, I joined the army. You know, joined the infantry, did jungle warfare. So no, I thought that'd be it. I thought that'd be my whole life. I thought I'd like die, you know, fighting for my country. You know. Because uh, I grew up during the 70s, you know, where, you know, a lot of my friends, fathers or brothers or uncles didn't come home, you know, because they gave up their life, you know, in Vietnam. So that's what I expected for myself. And then it became something totally different. 
you know, um, yeah, obviously, when that's all you know, you mean that's all you see yourself in, you know, most of the time, not, not everybody that's raised in that situation. But um, after, you know, you know, uh, coming back from infantry and so forth, how did you, what made you get into uh, broadcast uh, journalism? What was it about yeah, that uh, broadcasting? Was, yeah, yeah, I mean, that was actually by fluke as well, you know. Um, so, uh, so after I got out of prison... Um, I was on federal parole, and federal parole demanded. Uh, so I was at Virginia Tech University at the time, uh, and I don't know, for some reason, I just wanted to take a, a TV production class just for the hell of it. I don't know why. Uh, and then mm-hmm. I took it, and like within the first month, my teacher, uh, he actually has won an Emmy for sports reporting, uh, and he's like, Dave, you know, I don't know what you have planned for your future. I don't know why you're in school, but you're good enough today to work for the networks. That's that's how much talent you have inside of you. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. You know, so after I got done with TV production class, uh, then I decided to take his next class, which is electronic news gathering. And I said, you know what, I'll take your deal up, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to train seriously with you every single week for a year, uh, I don't care about any of my other classes. And then I'm going to join the National Press Photographer Association because they all have these um, mentors who are multiple Emmy Award winning uh, news photographers. And I'm going to train with them for a year. And then we'll try to see if the networks will take me or not. So I did that. And a year later, CBS News pulled me out of school. I, I never even graduated from Virginia Tech. So they pulled me out of school to go work for them. So it was, it was just a total fluke. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. I mean, you know, and you're still pretty young at that, you know, in that in that point in life, you're probably still young. Um, you know, how did it go in broadcasting for you? Did did you ever see a future in broadcasting, or, or when did it, you know, I guess? And then, what was that bridge that took you to where you are now? I, you know, I, I, you know, looking back, you know, it's easier to see life when you look back. I think looking back, what it did do is it prepared me. It was one of the steps that prepared me to be a film actor, to be a movie actor, because now I'm working behind the camera. I'm using the camera. I, I, you know, I edited the news stories as well. You know, I worked with writers to write the news stories. So it's like it gave me the basics that I think a lot of actors don't get because they're too focused on just being an actor uh, versus I started behind the camera. You know, I started in the editing bay, I, you know, so... So I understand how the camera sees me. I understand how the editor sees me. So when I step in front of the camera, I know exactly what they're looking for. Uh, so, so I think that's what it did. But at the same time, when I was working for CBS News, my specialty was spot news, which is man-made disasters and natural disasters. So, you know, I saw the worst of the worst every single day, you know, like the mm-hmm. worst emotions that anyone can see I saw, and I'll be honest with you, it made me jealous as a human being because it's like, wow, they're feeling life, and I just want to feel life, so what can I do to feel life? And then that's when I decided to become an actor because it gave me the liberty to go to these places, but at the same time, you know, not be in danger, you know, like my news stories were in danger, so. You know, and and even after going through infantry, I mean, did you... Did you ever see any of those things that you saw up in person, you know, obviously working in, in, in the news and stuff like that? Did you ever feel any of that correlation or, you know, any uh, connection between what you had to go through and um, and now being behind the scenes from it? 
yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, you know, it definitely uh, helped create the acting style I have. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of my act, you know, one of my goals as an actor is, you know, when you watch me, I hope you're like, you feel like you're watching a documentary that you're seeing, you mm-hmm. know, real life human being. Um, and I want you to have those feelings afterwards as well. You know, because uh, it seems, you know, there there are some actors who are going in that direction. You know, I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis is actually the pro at that, you know, so I guess mm-hmm. we're all trying to get to his level. But I don't know. I, I like that style of acting because it just always makes you think and ponder after the movie ends. You know, it's like, I don't know, it's like it doesn't leave you. And I think that's what documentaries do. I think that's what reality TV does. And I think that's what the audience in the end or I'm hoping in the future will want, you know. They just want the truth. Raw, nasty, ugly, they don't care. They just want the truth. Uh, so, well, you, does that you, you know, Yes, yes. You know, you actually mentioned something quite interesting, uh, reality TV. I think that, um, well, some reality TV, because obviously some it's made to be quite real and, and, and others yeah. are, are kind of made... It, which is totally contradictory because it definitely does not even seem like a reality. I'm like, and if this is yeah. somebody's reality, I kind of feel very bad, you know, because, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, you know, I'm guilty. Jersey Shore was definitely one of my favorite um, shows <laughs> at the time. It, it just was. I love Jersey Shore and, and the whole drama and the whole thing. I, you know, it, and, you know it, just, it just pulls you in, Dave. You know, you're like, you're like oh, my God, so what are they going to do tomorrow? You know, at what party? What, yeah. you know, where is she going to get drunk at? <laughs> so, um, you know, it, but at the end of the day, when you see, when all of this, you know, Jersey Shore, nobody remembers Jersey Shore now, and, and now uh, the whole Snooki is like a totally different person, and when you talk to them now, they were like, that was never us, you know, she's a mother of two yeah. now with, you know, a published author, like with her own line of clothing, and, and, you know, like she's a totally different person that they made her out to be in, in that show. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, some reality yeah. TV is definitely contradictory from what, you know, it's quote-unquote supposed to be. So anyway, definitely, back to you. Definitely, definitely. Um, you, you attended um, the Atlantic uh, Theater Company um, in, in New York. Uh, was that your first of where your acting experience began? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I, I studied, um, shoot, I didn't even study. I, I freaking read three dozen <laughs> acting books. I did. I read like every acting book I'd get my hands on at the library. If the library didn't have it, I, you know, I bought it at Barnes and Noble or Borders or whatever. Um, and uh, I don't know, like these two books kept on resonating with me. And one was called True and False by David Mamet, and the other one was called The uh, which was written by David Mamet's students. And then I'm like, well, I know exactly what acting school I need to go to, you know. And so that's the reason why I chose his acting school, his acting conservatory in New York City, because it's the only acting style, even still to this day, that's still, it's like really hard to understand and get, but it keeps on driving me to go forward. And the great thing about David Mamet is he studied with Sanford Meisner. Uh, and that Sanford Meisner actually kicked him out of school his first year and then David Mamet, you know, didn't want to be an actor anymore. Now he became a famous playwright instead. But uh, so he created this acting technique that he knew in his heart was, you know, the way it should go versus what Meisner taught. Um, but I don't know. You know, I'm an, I'm, an, I'm an artist. I think every artist has their own way, and eventually you have to figure out your own style. So you know, it was the beginning launch point for me to figure out my own style. And 
So, so but, I mean, I think nowadays I, I mix so many things together. I do Meisner, I do Stanislavski, I do Method, you know. I don't care. As long as it gets the end result, that's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, and that's what makes every actor unique. Um, and, and obviously, yeah, as long as you get what that director wants um, on the screen, it, it doesn't matter what technique you use. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah the audience ever... doesn't care how we get there. They just want us to get there. Oh, yeah. I mean, when the audience sees it, it's just going to be like, oh, he was good or oh, he was horrible. So, I think, yeah. you know, yeah. so yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's all up to you. It's all up to you, really. You know, um, obviously, you, you, you studied theater. Um, did you do many, um, many plays or uh, did you do many on, on stage projects before you headed to film or did you just pretty much study the, uh, you know? You know, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. All I wanted to be mm-hmm. was a theater actor. That's why I went to New York. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I didn't want to do film or TV. You know, I, I even, mm-hmm. like, I never even auditioned for film. No, all I wanted to do was theater. And then, and then I get to his conservatory and I train there and stuff and, and, you know, they're really big on create your own theater, you know. I mean, that's what people have been doing for, you know, for thousands of years. You know, you create your own theater company, you, you do your own plays, you know, you invite the audience, and then you make a living that way. And uh, mm-hmm. So I tried to do that, but, you know, a lot of my friends I went to school with or theater actors I met, you know, they, they're all in favor of doing it, but then they fell out of it. And then I tried to audition for, you know, like Broadway, off-Broadway stuff, and I never got called in. And then a friend of mine, like I was going through a bad time in New York, and then a friend of mine's like, hey, Dave, you know, I got this short film. You know, it's about seven deadly sins. I think you'd be perfect for one of the sins. Like, no, I don't want to do film. You know, I came to New York to be a theater actor. And and my friend, she's like, but you're not doing anything right now. You're just sitting at home Mm -hmm. fucking waiting for the phone to ring. I'm like, oh, screw it. I'll go with you. So I went to the audition. I won the role. Uh, and then I remember the very first day we had rehearsal. Uh, it was like in an environment sort of similar to what the scene was in. And I don't know, it's like, wow, why did I ever want to be a theater actor? I love this even more. So, so mm-hmm. yeah, so since 2004, I gave up theater acting and I just became a film actor instead. So, so 10 years in, in, in the making and, and wow, have you, have you gone far? I mean, your your most recent big picture was Hick, uh, with yeah. Chloe. How how is it working yeah. with that young girl? Because I've been following her. I mean, pretty much my whole career. And let me tell you, uh, I'm I'm quite a fan of her, and and she's grown to be a spectacular actress. How how yeah, like how how old how old how old is she now? Sixteen, seventeen, or something? I don't. Yeah, she must be. She. I don't even think she's hit eighteen yet. But you know, she's okay, quite young. Okay. Yeah, she's pretty remarkable. Well, when 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 we shot Hick, she was only thirteen. So, I mean, I think it took like two years until the movie came out. But she was only 13 mm-hmm. at the time. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I've worked with a lot of veteran actors up to that point, uh, And she blew, I think, most of them out of the water in her acting technique. You know, it's like she was able to, you know, when the Derek Martini, who directed the movie, um, uh, he, you know, he would tell her, okay, uh, I want you to say the lines of the scene, and then she would do it perfectly. And then he's like, okay, just improv it. And then she'd do it perfectly. And then he's like, okay, now do the lines, but improv here, do the lines, improv here, do And then she would do it perfectly. Like, I know veteran actors who can't even do that, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know. You know, I know she's been acting ever since she was a tiny little kid. 
So, you know, by the time she's 13, you know, she has like 10 years of experience already. But but that 10 years of experience just blew her, you know, she's just so talented versus these veteran actors who I've worked with who've been in the business, you know, for like 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you know. So I'm totally looking forward to where she's going to be 10 years from now. You know, somebody that she she kind of, where she's headed to, uh, kind of reminded me of Dakota Fanning because Dakota, even when she was, a little girl, she, she was brilliant. Yeah, she was brilliant. Yeah. She's always been brilliant. Yeah. I mean, she's crawling two-year-old, yeah. and she can make you cry on screen. Like, um, yeah. you know, and I mean, and now I think she she's somewhat taken taken her break, and, and kind of her sister Elle is, is kind of yeah. uh, doing her yeah. own thing too. Um, but nothing like yeah, Dakota. I think, I think, I think Dakota. Mhm. Go ahead. I think that Dakota has, you know, she is just something. I think you know, you're either born with it or you're not, and and she. You know, and, and that girl, every time she came on screen, there was just something so natural about her. So, um, no, yeah, no, I love Dakota Fanning. I remember I saw an interview with Denzel Washington. <coughs> Sorry, I keep on coughing. Um, and Denzel said, you know, there's only two actors that make me look like crap. And he said, Gene <laughs> Hackman, Dakota Fanning. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know. It's amazing to see these tiny little kids being so talented. It's like, where did they come from? Um, so, you know, we spoke about Higgs. That was that was quite, um, that's kind of one of your your biggest pictures right now. But you have many projects in the works. Um, if you guys check on his IMDb, um, he has many projects on the works, some that are just uh, in pre-production and some that are just um, announced. Um, can you disclose anything at the moment? Um, are you working on anything right now or... Or are these just yeah, like to yeah, be announced? Yeah, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. My movie, The Odd Way Home, it came out in the... Uh, we, we played in uh, the Los Angeles theaters for a week in, I think, end of May. And then it came out on VOD and DVD just recently. So The Odd Way Home, it's a it's a great movie. It's about uh, autism. Uh, so it's sort of mm-hmm. like a Rain Man. Um, mm-hmm. So it's got Rumor Willis and Chris Marquette in it. And Chris Marquette's a young... <clears throat> a young man uh, who's autistic uh, and, you know, the troubles it takes for an autistic person to, you know, live within our world and the judgments from our world upon him as we, as well. So uh, so that just came out. That's a great movie. I, I highly recommend that. You know, that's probably my second favorite movie I've ever done. Hick is definitely my favorite, uh, but The Odd Way Home is probably my second favorite. Uh, I have a movie called The Laugh. Uh, no, it's called Last Supper. Uh, it comes out on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving Day. It's a comedy with uh, Eddie Griffin, Josh Myers, Nashara Townsend, and Mindy Robinson. So uh, it comes out in theaters on Thanksgiving. So that's supposed to be super funny. Um, okay. The movie with Malcolm McDowell and Jane Seymour uh, earlier this year. It's called Bereave. Um, but I think we're going to do film festivals first next year. So it probably won't come out until like two years from now. Uh, and I do have a movie I'm supposed to be shooting in New York. I just can't talk about it. All I can say is I'm the villain in it, but but I can't talk about it. So. Oh, that's, um, that's perfect. That kind of just segued my next question to you. Um, okay. Obviously, you, you know, you're a man with very experienced, and um, like you said, you, you've studied many techniques, and you'll do whatever, it, you know, it takes to get to that character that you need to portray. But... Um, what is your favorite character uh, to play on screen? 
you know, not a particular character, but what 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 sort of a person you you think should be your favorite to play on screen? You mean you mean for acting performances that I've seen mm-hmm. in other actors, or oh, oh no, yourself, well, yourself, yourself, yourself. Oh, for myself, for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but 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 let me ask you the question. So, my favorite villain actors, or my favorite villain characters that I've played? I'm confused. Oh no! I mean that. What is your sort of uh, favorite character to play overall? I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying oh. that you, yeah that you want to play a villain all the time. I'm saying that what what is your favorite character in portraying on screen for yourself as an actor? Uh, who is that as an actor? Uh, you know, yeah, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, for for my yeah for myself. Um, Yeah, I'm still confused by the question, but that's fine. I'll, let me answer this, and we can just go from there. You know, I, I've always admired actors who can um, – okay, first of all, I'm a real-life ex-con. I went to a maximum prison, you know. Uh, you know, we had – you know, it's a federal maximum prison. It's a hard labor prison. So I had the chance to live with the worst of the worst for two and a half years. So – I'm always, for me personally, trying to play my characters just like these guys that I met in prison, you know. Uh, and the reason I had liberty to know about their stories is because since it's a hard labor prison, I worked for the social work department of the prison, meaning I worked with the social workers, the psychiatrists, the psychologists. Um, so when I, when I watch movies, you know, villain actors, you know, or, or watch myself, I always want to see that truth that I saw in that prison of what these people are really like. Uh, so so that's what I do with my own characters. But but but, but other actors' performances that I truly love uh, is definitely Buffalo Bill uh, from A Silence of the Lambs, I, every single female on this planet. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Uh, Ralph Fiennes and Schindler's List, you know, he made you, you know, want to kill him because he's killing these Nazis for the fun of it, you know. But at the same time, you see the struggle that he's going through for doing this. Like, he doesn't want to do it, but it's his job. So, he's, you know, it's like he's stuck. Um, and then, you know, uh, Anthony Perkins and Psycho, for sure. Uh, and then Wall Street, um, Gordon Gekko, Michael Douglas' character. I don't know, it's like these actors... Uh, show the reality of what a real-life villain is like. You know, a real-life villain is a person that you don't even know they're a villain in until until it's too late. Uh, it, it, that's just how real-life villains are, and that's how I try to do my own performances as well. Uh, you know, uh, my performances, for the most part, are mostly, you know, child molesters, rapists, killers, you know, uh, I, you know whatever, you know, drug, drug, drug dealers, um, so I'm always just trying to bring that reality uh, mm-hmm. and, and then watch people who have done it successfully as actors so I can learn from that too. Because um, you're always playing Definitely. a character, so it's not you, so you got to figure out how to do that as well, you know. Definitely. Does that answer I, your I, question? Yes, yes, of course. I actually want, wanted okay. to mention okay. something for, for the listeners. Uh, you, uh, guys, he mentioned um, his movie that's being released in um, Thanksgiving that's called The Last Supper. There's actually a trailer that's been uh, released already on YouTube, so you can go ahead and uh, look at that if it sounds interesting to you. And, uh, yeah, starring Eddie Griffin. I, I haven't seen him work in a while. I'm kind of looking forward to see, to see him uh, in this in this movie. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, he was great. I mean, like, like I, I don't really do comedy that much except for, like, TV commercials and 
So, so I'm on set and I have to do comedy, and it's like, so I got Eddie Griffin, I got Josh Myers, you know, Josh Myers is Seth Myers' younger brother, and I'm like, oh my God, mm-hmm. these guys are pros at comedy. So it's like, I had to figure out how to do comedy really quick with these guys. So it was fun. Yeah. And it was fun watching them. I mean, they're so talented. And, and, then, and like you said, Eddie hasn't been on film or TV in quite a while because he's just so busy with his stand-up career, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a perfect vehicle for him to get back into the film business again. Um, And and Dave, where can people uh, follow and and keep up with your work? Follow you and and keep up with what you Uh, do? Yeah, the easiest way is just go to my Twitter page. So, uh, you know, twitter.com slash Dave Vescio, V as in Victor, E-S-C-I-O. That's the easiest way. Uh, I do use Facebook, so if you want to find me on Facebook, you can too. You know, just type in Dave Escio. But Twitter's, you know, my go-to page for everything, uh, and then that will link you to my IMDb page and everything else. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So uh, you, you know, you can't mention pretty much of any other product that you have uh, that you have announced. But that's great. I mean, I'm sure that that we'll see it ourselves. Uh, Sooner or later. The other project, um, it, we just haven't shot yet, so there's nothing yeah. really to talk about. Yes, just yet. exactly. Yeah. Just announced. So, um, yeah. is there anything else you'd like to mention? You know, to to your fans, your your followers, supporters, possibly you know your family that uh, you know that that supports you. Uh, you know, just thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, thanks for definitely following me on Twitter. If you're following me on Twitter, so I mean. No, I'm I'm very grateful to you know to people who watch my stuff. You know the the way I've always seen is you know we we cannot be artists without them. You know they're the ones that make us to be the artists that we are. Uh, it's not the other way around. I know everybody thinks it's the other way. Oh, you're famous. You know no no you guys make us famous. <laughs> so I'm very very grateful for all that. Of course, of course. I mean I'm I'm glad you said that. That's true. I'm some. Uh, somehow, some way, uh, some artists lose lose the sight of that. That you know, at the end of the day, if it wasn't for the viewers or for the people that buy your buy your movies and go see your movies, it's um, you know, that's what makes them. But uh, but yeah, that's nice to keep in mind, Dave. And uh, you know, I I wish you all the, the best of luck and continued success in this industry. I really do. I'm looking forward uh, to you. see uh, this Last Supper coming uh, thank Thanksgiving you. Thank Day. You. <laughs> Okay, so you take care, and, and we'll keep in touch through Twitter. Okay, thanks, Sasha. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There you have it, Dave Vestio. Make sure to follow him on Twitter, um, also on Facebook, and check him out on IMDb. He has, a lot, like we said, a lot of projects coming up, mostly announced. Uh, but hey, and check out that trailer for Last Supper on YouTube. Um, Eddie Griffin, starting Eddie Griffin. Well, that must be kind of interesting and funny, of course. And make sure to keep up with us uh, through the FoshaMarinaShow.com, um, our app on Google Play and Blackberry World. Uh, and also, Robert has a couple new reviews out on our YouTube channel, the Fashion Marina Show YouTube channel. So check that out. Um, his most recent review is Let's Be Pop, which comes out August 13th, I believe. So check that out. Let's see uh, his movie review on the Sasha Minor Show YouTube page. So uh, thank you for tuning in and bye-bye.
At Planet Fitness, you can get down with your judgment-free self. Join for only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, Planet Fitness has cardio, weights, and locker rooms that sparkle like a glass of New Year's champagne. Only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, join in-club or online at PlanetFitness.com. Planet Fitness, the judgment-free zone. Offer expires January 15th. Stop by any of our 15 area locations. Annual membership fee applies. Participating locations only. See club for details.